0: Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is Vaughn Lamont, and he's here to talk about his book, The Blues in Blue. Vaughn, what a pleasure to have you today as my guest on Books on Air. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You know, I know this is a very personal book, and I'm curious. Books usually have two stories. This is your story, and that makes it very personal. And so my first question is that I'm curious. What made you decide that you wanted to write down your personal story and share it with the world.
1: Well, this had been bottled up inside of me since I left uh, the state police. And when people asked me why did I leave, I never gave anyone a straight answer or the rest of the story as to the reason why I left. And it took took all these years for me to get farther and farther away from the job and then around, I guess, 2010, 2011, I started seeing situations on TV where black men had been shot by police officers and they were unarmed. And the reasons just didn't make sense as to the reason why they had been shot. Uh, and then some of these police officers would go to trial on the case and sometimes the trials turn into a circus where they didn't even really talk about why they shot them. They talk about what the person did before they even met up with the police officer. And we're trying to put them on trial based on what they did before they even got shot. So it wasn't about why they got shot. And if a police officer pulled his weapon, it's got to be a reason. And after a while, after watching these. And having the mindset of being a former state police officer, it just disturbed me. It really disturbed me. And it was just it was case after case after case. So I got to a point where I felt like I have to write my story. I have to write what happened when I was on the job. And I just needed to get it out of my system.
0: You're in both of those fields. You're you're a black man, and you were also a former police officer. So you've been in both situations. I think that that is a very unique perspective. Tell me a little bit about the book. Give our listeners and me an overview of your story.
1: Okay. When I was on the state police, I started off uh, doing highway patrol action investigations, different types of criminal investigations and we got close to the time period of me being two years on the job, uh, I was asked to start working with the drug unit. And the drug unit were undercover officers that would set up drug drug buys, and they would go back and further investigate until they get to the point where they can arrest the sellers of the drugs and they would work their way up until they can get to the, the main person who's supplying these other dealers under them. And they asked me, you know, just to start working with them. So I would do highway patrol during the day and go out and do drug buys with them in the evening in a different city. We mm-hmm. just go up and down the state. And when I started doing this, I got a call one day from a friend of mine, a close friend of mine. Him and I had gone in the Army together. And he called me up and he said, Vaughn, he said, his brother told him to tell me to watch my back. He said, the officers that I'm working with don't like me. They're talking about me in front of him, expressing to him how they feel about me. And to them, I'm moving up too fast. They don't like me. They're jealous of me. Watch my back. And I didn't tell him. After he told me this, and this is coming directly from the brother of the, of the friend, like I said, that went to army with The one who was saying this was a, he was a drug dealer. He was deep, deep in the drug world. He was a black belt in karate. He was a bodyguard for one of the uh, undercover officers. And they did not know that he knew me. They didn't know that he was an old friend of mine, Wow. but he felt free to openly talk about me and against me in front of him, not knowing that he had any idea.
0: What are you talking about? Wow. That's, that makes me afraid for you, just hearing you tell that story. Now, I know that there's, there's some, interestingly enough, when I was reading your bio and I was reading about your background, you were an artist, you studied art at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh and Maryland Institute College of Art. How did you get from that art background to being a police officer and being an undercover drug police officer?
1: It was its a long ways from when I was going to school in Pittsburgh and a Baltimore, Maryland, to becoming a police officer. I'll bet. But... <laughs> when I was going to school uh in Pittsburgh, uh one I was just eighteen years old and one day I was horsing around and I used to wrestle in high school. So I started wrestling this other student there at the school and when I was wrestling him I I, I broke my hand. Oh and it was my left hand, and I'm an artist that's a left-handed artist. And I broke my left hand. And I didn't even realize my hand was broken, so I tried to go back in my room and go back to work after this, wrestling with this guy. And my hand started closing up on me. So I had to put a, get a cast put on my hand. I had to miss, I think, the last semester. And after I came home, after missing the last semester, I decided, all right, I want to go back to school. i got to let my hand heal up. I got to recover the grades so that I wasn't able to complete in that last semester. And then I got approached one day by a friend of our family who was an officer in the Army National Guards. He said, He has asked me to come on down and consider uh, uh, joining the Army. I told him, Okay, all right, I'll think about it. And then next thing I know, he sent a Jeep <laughs> to where I was working to come pick me up. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it. Here okay, was an Army Jeep with a couple of guys. I said, tell my employer, you know, it's the Army here for me. He said, all right, you got to go. It's the Army. So I went, and before you know it, they had me swearing in. Vaughn. And, and swearing in. So <clears throat> they scheduled me to go to leave my family and leave home on I believe it was like December twenty seventh, two days after Christmas, nineteen seventy five. So I went on in, went through the training, uh, graduated basic training, then I went to advanced individual training. I graduated from there for honor graduate. I came back to Delaware and I went back to school and this time I went back to school with this school at uh, Maryland Institute College of Art. Now, I I did a year there, and then I wanted to go to the best school that I could possibly go to, which at that time was Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York. They were the number two art school in the the nation. But I went to Pratt. I had a terrible car accident uh, within my first month there in school, and my car was totaled. I said, well, all right, there there goes my art career. So I came back to Delaware. I started working as a substitute teacher, which opened the door for me to become a long-term sub. So I'm going to classes every day, just like the regular teachers are. And then I got a call one day from the Delaware State Police. Now, he said, how can you go to art school to get a call from Delaware State Police? Because I went into the Army. He was able to get my records and see the names of all the people who who are newly in and were doing well or doing excellent, and he gave me a call. (laughs) He said, of of mine, this is so-and-so from the Delaware State Police. We are recruiting right now. Are you interested? I said no. He said, "Well, look. no." <laughs> I said I said no. I started hang up, and he said, "Listen, I'll be in such and such a troop on Saturday. I'd like for you to come up and talk to me, just so we have a chat." I said, "Oh, all right." And so I went up on that Saturday, sat down, talked with him. He, he had a letter written out for me, and he talked me into joining.
0: Vaughn, this is an amazing story. Do you cover all this in the book? I do. How much of the rest of your life is included in the book?
1: Well, all right. When I come to the end of the book, I'm talking I talk about my outlook on life and how you know I I I started to write it in such a way that I can introduce people into what I've become, become a financial professional after leaving the state police. I really didn't touch on that, but I did share and express my outlook on life after going through what has happened to me on the Delaware State Police, and then after seeing things happening today in our society regarding to the police shootings. And I've come to the conclusion that, you know, you hear Black Lives Matter, Police Responding with Blue Lives Matter. And I say I'm my book, All Lives Matter, because the same God created all of us. So all lives matter. And as far as the police department is concerned, they need to change their training. Police officers are coming out of their police academies with a certain type of mindset with dealing with the public when they put the uniform on. But the mindsets need to change. They need more sight. Psych- Uh, more sociologists and more psychologists to work with the police departments, so that they can help them to de-escalate situations, not de-escalate themselves after they've had a shooting incident and they can sit before the social worker because they have to and say the things that they have to say so they can get back on the street. No, they need to hire more sociologists and psychologists to be out there on the road with the police officers, riding with them day and night, so they can help them de escalate the situations. You can you could talk a person down if you know how to, because you have police negotiators. But you can have a situation that you think it's gonna be a simple situation, and next thing you know, you're pouring a weapon on a person and you got you know sometimes you need that sociologist or psychologist they're No, stand down, stand down. And they'll talk to the person to avoid it becoming a shooting.
0: That's that's an interesting, interesting idea. You know, I think I've seen, you're bringing me back to a television show that I saw where they did exactly that, and it was interesting to watch. Now, I know that's not real life. I know that's just television, but it's that idea, and the way that they dramatized it was exactly what you said. They would have the person, she was a, I believe it was a female psychologist, and that she was with a male officer. And she brought a different perspective to the whole situation so that she was able to see things because of her training that the officer couldn't see because of his training. And I think that that's so interesting that you're bringing that to real life and that you think that would be a really good idea. I liked it myself. I thought it was a good idea as well. The cover yes. of the book. We're about to tell the listeners where they can find the book. And if they go to Amazon, I'll give the, the name of the book and and your name and spell it and everything. But I want to talk about the cover of the book because I thought it was very interesting and it immediately got my attention. Tell me about that cover and tell me, is there a, a specific meaning? Is there is there something behind that cover?
1: Well, When I talked with my publisher, I gave them the name, The Blues in Blue. And they asked me, what does that mean? I said, my story is like telling the blues. Okay, it's not the music, but it's like (laughs) telling the blues. When I'm giving a story of what I've been through, when I was a state police officer and when I uh, was in narcotics. And it's the blues in blue. It's not the blues about how I lost my girlfriend. It's the blues about what happened when I was in the blue, which was the uniform. So it's the story about what took place when I wore the uniform, which was the blue. And uh and when I explained that to my publisher they said listen I believe I can find the artwork that best describes it and that's when they came up with the picture of the officers. Not showing the face but you get the picture when you're seeing all these officers and you see the uniform.
0: It's perfect. Thank you. It really is. It's perfect. And I want to, I know that our listeners, your story, the way that you have described it, your life has been, first of all, amazing. And I'm so glad you're here and that we're having this conversation about your book. And I'm so glad that you shared this story with our listeners and literally with the world so let's tell them where they can find the book now i already said that it's on amazon and here's how you find it if you've never done this before just put amazon.com in your browser at the top and click on it and it will take you right to their home page if you've never been there before amazon can be a little bit overwhelming because there is a lot of stuff on the on the home page don't look at all that other stuff don't start shopping just see that that box there's a search feature it's a kind of a gray long box. Type in the title of vaughn's book the blues b l u e s in blue b l u e exactly like it sounds by Vaughan, vaughn v a u g h n lemon l capital l small e capital m o n Click on that, and the cover of the book will come right up, and you'll see what he's talking about. It's quite a powerful cover. It attracted my attention immediately. I thought, oh, because I didn't think it was about singing the blues that your girlfriend's gone. I thought it was about something a lot more serious than that. In the upper right-hand corner, when you look at that cover, you'll see the words, Look Inside. If you've never done this before, click on those two words and the book will electronically open and you can read an excerpt, just a a chapter of what Vaughn is talking about. He will pull you right in. He begins his story, and you will fall right into that story, and you will want to know what happens next. You can also buy the book right there on Amazon. But I know that many people would prefer to buy their books from somebody that's a little smaller because Amazon is the big person, the big the corporation, I guess I should say, in the marketplace right now for booksellers. And I know, Vaughn, that the book is available in a lot of other places. Would you tell our listeners where else they could find it?
1: Yes. Well, first they can go to my website www. or they can go to Barnes and Noble. They can go to Walmart. dot com. They can look at uh, ThriftBooks. dot com, uh, www. Uh, they can look at eCampus. They can look at eBay. Uh, They
0: could actually just put the title and your name in Google and click on it, and a whole bunch of places will come up that it's available, right?
1: Yes. Matter of fact, if they just put my name, if they were to Google and just put in Vaughn Lemon, V-A-U-G-H-N-L-E-M-O-N, you know, and put a space between Vaughn and Lemon, all these different booksellers are going to come up because right now there's booksellers in Japan, in Australia, uh, Great Britain, Canada, France, Germany. Uh, there's book cover- booksellers coming to Nordic countries, booksellers covering the uh, Eastern Union. Uh, I saw one the other day the EU, so. There are booksellers that are selling the book, I would say, globally at this point.
0: Wow. That's, that's really wonderful. I'm so glad that you're getting so much attention for this book. Now, tell me a little bit more about your website. I've been to your website, and I know that there's more there than just your book. Tell our listeners what else they'll find when they go to your website. Give that address again, please.
1: It's www.vawnlemon.com. And on my website, uh, to give my bio, also, uh, you, could, you could go down and read excerpts from the different chapters in the book. So there's a lot of information there.
0: There is. I agree. And you're also on Facebook. Let's tell them how to find you on Facebook.
1: Yes. On Facebook, you can go to The Blues and Blue. On Facebook, and my page will come up.
0: How about Instagram? What's on Instagram? I'm
1: on, I'm on Instagram also under uh, the Blues and Blue. Same way. Yes.
0: Now I know you've got a YouTube channel, and there's a bunch of stuff on the YouTube channel. Tell me how to find you on YouTube.
1: Well, on the YouTube channel, you would just go to YouTube and put in uh, Vaughn, either put in Vaughn Lemon or put in The Blues and Blue. And there's, there's a podcast that's going to come up. Also, I was on a, a television show called Club 36 here in South Carolina. They interviewed me, and you have the whole show. Then I have several commercials out there also on YouTube.
0: When you were writing the book, Vaughn, I'm curious, did you... Did anything happen that you didn't expect? Did you learn anything about yourself that you didn't really expect to learn? Or was there a catharsis about writing the book for you?
1: The biggest thing that happened to me when I wrote the book is once I completed it, and I sat down and I read it out loud, I just broke down after I completed it. I really just broke down because it was from all those years of having this bottled up on the inside and not really expressing what I'd been through. It was like a weight came off of me once I put it in writing.
0: You know, counselors will say that that's exactly what will happen. People who are going through situations that are difficult for them um some kind of life change that perhaps they didn't expect, some kind of critical incident that happens in their lives, if they will sit down and journal or sit down and write the story and and get it out of themselves, that it really helps and it makes them feel better. And that's what I think you just described. They called it catharsis. And I think that getting it out of you, can be such a positive thing. And this is such a, an amazing story. You have done such amazing things with your life. When the listeners become readers and they pick up a copy of The Blues in Blue and they sit down and they read the book and they come to that last page and they finish the last page and they either electronically or they physically close the back cover, what do you want them to take away what's the bottom line message for you from the book
1: I'll ever say that once they've read it they're gonna understand that uh, policing in this country has to change the way it's been uh, it's not the way it should be and it's not the best of what can be done here in this country with a job of pol- like policing, it has to change It's not about how it's not about creating the statistics of how many people that we can kill. No it's got to be a service of which they're helping the people that need help without their lives being in danger, yet at the same time, they have the obligation to do the investigations and get the bad guys. But it doesn't have to be a situation where a person who is not a criminal, nor committing a criminal activity, just a traffic stop. A traffic stop doesn't have to turn into someone dying. And the reader, I want them to be able to get that at the end. I want them to be able to understand, you know, Things were pretty bad back in uh, uh, the 70s and 80s, and they parallel to where things are today, but things can change today. We see the root of it, we see where it came from, but it has to get better, and it can get better. You know... All lives do.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. didn't mean to cut you off.
1: I just wanted to say all lives do matter.
0: I couldn't agree with you more about that, and... You have been such a brave, inspirational man to talk to us today about these issues. And your perspective, I think, is extraordinarily unique. And I want to thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your story.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having
0: me. It's been my pleasure. Now remember, you can find the book, The Blues in Blue by Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N, LeMond, L-E-M-O-N, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all kinds of places if you'll just put Vaughn LeMond in Google. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Stitcher. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope you'll join me for my next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.